Hey mamas, I'm currently struggling with what I'm going to title this uh, episode. Some current runnings in my head is um, music as we know it is dead. Or another one was, um, no, you didn't write the song of the summer. You are a slave to your record label. Um, and I, I can't really settle on one. You'll, you can obviously see already in the title of this episode, but what, I, what has been brewing in my brain for the past, like, basically four years is how dire and depressing, uh, the music industry is. And I feel super, um, qualified and, uh, I feel like I'm going to have a lot of fun talking about this because I don't have any skin in the game at all. You never seen me uh, when views are down announce a single release or be like pre-save my song and you mamas you can uh, you can uncross your fingers because that will never happen. Knock on wood. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to jump into a music career and you can thank your whoever's up there in the sky for that because I cannot sing. But. I have a lot of thoughts on where the music industry is at, um, and maybe some of it will resonate from you. Maybe you've picked up on some of it. Maybe you haven't picked up on the, any of it at all, and I'm just a oracle that is all-knowing and um, is so tapped into the music industry with all the insider secrets that I have. We'll see. We'll see. And we'll get into it after this quick break. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. So, to begin this thought train that is going to derail 14 times and kill 18,000 people, I just got back from seeing uh, this concert movie, called Stop Making Sense. It, it's from 1984, but was re-released by A24 uh, a few months ago. And it, it's it's generally regarded as one of the best concert movies of all time. Um, and I, I had heard Talking Heads songs before. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm the biggest Talking Heads fan ever. I don't listen to new music um, or popular... No, like... I, I, I knew a few songs. I wasn't fully tapped in. But I saw this just because I like A24 movies in general and had nothing to fucking do uh, this Sunday. So I went and saw it. And I, why I was brought to tears. It was the most beautiful, like, experience that I'd ever seen. It was, like, music and performance in the most purest form. And I was thinking afterwards, I, I was like basking in the glory of what I had just watched and the joy that it had brought me. And I thought, we're never going to have anything like this ever again, given the current rate of how music is. What I'm obviously going to get into is the TikTokification of like the music industry, how there are entire people who, mind you, a lot of the time are very talented 
um, could create very beautiful songs and do create beautiful songs that become slaves to the music industry and are cast away to a life of posting four TikToks a day, trying their best to scrape the bottom of the barrel of creative ideas to get people to stream their song so they can get like a fraction of a penny for in streaming royalties. It is so depressing um, to see musicians that are like caught in this dilemma. So if you're probably, if you're not aware the way like it goes most of the time, if you're not already an established musician, and I'll get into that in a little bit, when you get signed to a record label, you are at the whim of said label. You obviously make music for them. You might be uh, set up to do five albums that you have to make, but it's not like you just get in the studio, you record your song, and then the label like does the rest. It like puts, it gives you a billboard in the middle of Times Square. You get on the Today Show, and you get to do all this stuff. That is a thing of the past, from what I gather now. Now, if you are a smaller, medium, or even large artist, and you come out with music, your record label is forcing you to promote the song as much as possible. And in some cases, even holding you back from uh, releasing new music until you've promoted your song enough and it has its viral TikTok moment. And it's crazy. It's almost antithetical to like everything that makes music so great. Um, some of the best songs and albums that I've been, and artists that I've been put onto are coming from such an organic place, um, and even some of the best, like, I hate to say it, TikTok trends and TikTok sounds that came out were not started by a record label forcing uh, their signee to create five TikToks a day, being like, nope, guys, I'm serious. This is the song of the summer now. Like, that's not, it, it comes because it's a naturally good song, and quality just usually na naturally rises to the top. And I know I'm looking at um, music historically with a rose-colored lenses. I understand that, like, uh, that wasn't always the case. Like, for example, what, whatever was in, like, the top 40 charts um, would have, like, a lot of payola. Uh, you could, like, have a rich uncle or, like, an uncle that was, like, in the music business. And then, boom, little Nepo Babies, number five on the charts. Um, I understand that that was a, a, a huge hurdle and like speed bump to get past if you're just like some random nobody and in some ways tiktok has made that like a pathway for artists like you can come from the middle of nowhere you can be freaking gale and sing a b c d f you and like boom you're opening for taylor swift like that is a crazy thing and that is definitely a positive and a benefit but at what cost because from the very first TikTok song that I can think of, I want to say it was maybe this was this was this was actually pre TikTok. Like that Bozzy um, Mine song was like, "I just think you're mine," and it was like one of the first songs to have a uh, a viral trend attached to it. It was more so on YouTube, I think. Like people would make these edits where like there'd be a bunch of fucking emoji hearts. Um, I'm, like, really trying to see, like, where the value was in that trend and, like, what made people keep doing it, but I genuinely can't figure it out. Um, but ever since that happened, and then, of course, the arrival of TikTok, um, the first TikTok song I can think of is, like, BB No Money. Uh, 
I'm sitting here crying in my palm. Okay, like, I'm actually sounding like such an old head now, but, like, with the arrival of those, with, like, seeing what a viral TikTok can do to the streaming numbers, streaming numbers of a song and also the artist, um, it's been game over since then. Record labels only want these, like, artists for, like, the viral moment that they can create, and then they really don't care about them beyond that and I see that in like so many artists that blew up from like one song and then are effectively like shelved by their record labels they're not given like any more chances lest they can create another of another viral moment um because that's all the value comes to and like I I I I know from firsthand I guess I do have a, a little bit of skin in the game here because I used to do a bunch of these like audio promos and I think I've talked about this in a previous episode but like um record labels frequently very frequently reach out to TikTok creators uh with a song and we'll say like hey we'll pay you xyz to uh make a video to this and the first one I did actually wasn't through a record label it was from an artist directly I don't want to like air him out um he's like pretty big now but he like dm me directly and was like hey you want to make a song or he was like what are your rates to like make a tiktok to my song and i said a hundred dollars i was like like i just i just needed to eat at that point so i was like a hundred dollars please and he gave it i was like whoa and i think that was like the most that i had made um from like a tiktok and i was like this is fucking crazy and then I took it straight to Taco Bell and I got myself a big old meal. I remember it distinctively. I was like, wow, you can literally create food in real life from videos on the internet. What the fuck? Um, so that was crazy. But since then, I've also done, I haven't done these in like, I want to say two, maybe even three years. Um, but I I, I, I want to say five or six times, like made TikToks where I was paid to, uh, use the audio and like sometimes there was a few where I was like oh my gosh like I can't believe I'm like getting paid to use this song because it's already like a good song and it's like a popular TikTok song blah, blah, blah. but there's other times where it was like the most random fucking like almost like royalty free like monkeys spinning spinning monkeys like Kevin McLeod ass song um and I just like needed the coin so I did it but uh ever Okay, my roommate is literally just took the fattest shit. I just heard the, ew! I just heard the the like actual turd like scrape down the fucking pipe into the sewer. Anyways, Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on a whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Sorry about that. Um, 
I read this article recently-ish. It was like a few months ago, and uh, it was maybe from Rolling Stone, which is like a kind of music-centered publication, but they were saying how record executives are becoming increasingly depressed that they can't find quote-unquote stars anymore. I don't know why I said quote-unquote because I'm fully just like uh, paraphrasing this, so not quote. They were basically saying they can't find stars anymore, and like people like Olivia Rodrigo and Ice Spice are extreme exceptions where um, most of the people that you would find in the top 40 now will probably never be in the top 40 again because they are benefiting off of like a viral TikTok song. And that was so crazy to me to read because this is a problem that they fucking created themselves. But at the same time, it's also inevitable, okay? We have this like amazing tool called TikTok that has the ability to uh, put an artist on the map in the span of like literal hours um, and then they're gone. The, the song uh, dies off. And they create other music and it could be good, but it's not necessarily like a TikTok song. So it, it never blows up again and the cycle continues and music dies and art dies and we all die. Um, so, and, and that's like on one level because that's like small TikTok artists. But I want to like be very clear. This is happening to big artists too. And like, oh my God, I have hiccups that are kicking my ass right now. I'm so sorry. <gasps> Um, there's big artists, uh, that are, like, being forced to make TikToks promoting their music, too. Like, uh, for example, like, Grimes, like, when she was releasing an album, I want to say, like, a year ago, had to promote the fuck out of it on TikTok. And she was very transparent. She was like, my record label is, like, forcing me to promote my song. So here is, like, a TikTok. And it was kind of funny because I've never seen, like... Uh, when you see these TikToks of people promoting their music, a lot of the time, like, to maybe, like, very naive eyes that aren't drama mama listeners, because we are fucking mega minds, um, you might think it's, like, gen like, coming from a genuine place, like, I actually think I wrote the song of the summer, it's me, I did it, um, and I'm gonna make four TikToks about it every day. You might look at that and think that's genuine, but it's hard. It It is. It's kind of like watching like a train wreck. Like it's hard to see. And it's especially kind of hard to see when you fucking know it's not the song of the summer. Like they play that shit. And it's like you and me under the sunset and I kiss your head and we're together. You and me. I eat your coochie. Sorry. Um, fucking getting so far away from that, uh, whatever that was, I, like, I have a friend who, I'm not gonna air them out, but they, uh, did the classic, like, influencer to musician pipeline, they released one song, and it went kind of viral, um, there was a few, like, organic videos where the song kind of, like, blew up for a little bit, it wasn't for the best reasons, I'll say, but, um, they literally could not put out another song for a whole year and a half. And they just put out a new song. Um, and leading up to this, like, new song had has been, like, weeks. Like, weeks and weeks and weeks of 
promoting it and like doing these like little teasers and snippets and even relating back to the original viral moment of the first song to try and like uh, have it feed into this new one and create something new and even listening to it like it, it was a good song but now my ears are just so fucking tuned to waiting for that one moment that I know is like literally manufactured to be a TikTok audio um, and it's so annoying and I'll get into that right after this next break. So, like, obviously, like, self-promotion, uh, you might be able to notice, like, ticks me off a little bit. And I think I'm projecting a little bit because I'm someone that used to self-promote like fucking crazy with my YouTube channel. I used to, yeah, I'm going to fucking read myself, okay? Uh, at VidCon, before, uh, when I had, like, 500 subscribers, I printed off business cards and was dropping business cards off at, like, every single table um, and every single chair saying, like, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, I, oh fuck, this is so embarrassing. I used to spend three hours usually, um, on a weekend, three hours on like a school night, like maybe like an hour, um, on Omegle every single night, just like matching with random strangers and asking them to subscribe to my YouTube channel. And I think I did this for like a year at least. And I think I gained like a good 1500 subscribers doing this. And I, I, I want you to heed my fucking words. Do not do this because I was like literally holding people at fucking gunpoint. I'd be like, subscribe, please. And like, um, I would like, it, it's so weird. Like looking back at it now, like I, I just wanted like the number to go up, I guess. Like I, it was even beyond, cause I wasn't making good content. Like there wasn't anything to really subscribe for, which led to like a bunch of empty subscribers. Like I'd post videos and they wouldn't watch it. Cause they'd probably see it on their fucking recommended be like, Oh, that's a random dude that like harassed me on Omegle to, and made me subscribe to him. And I will say like, one out of 10 people would subscribe. So like I'd match with 10 people and one would like actually subscribe. So like there was something wrong with me, like genuinely. Um, and I think that's why like, I think like this whole kind of like self-promotion issue on TikTok, uh, I definitely am projecting a little bit of that onto it because I know that level of desperation um, and I've seen it in myself before and I see other people kind of do this and it fee I get the same feelings if that makes any sense. And I don't know what that says about me, but fuck it. Like uh, so I don't know why I'm like smacking my lips. Sorry, I put on like this delicious fucking mint lip balm and I'm like Mwah! and I just can't get enough of it. Um anyways. Another artist that's like pretty big that I that is kind of like a weird conundrum to me is Troy Savon because Troy Savon Minus his song Rush, which I cannot fucking stand. It makes me want to pour actual acid into my ears. Uh, creates these amazing visuals and pretty good music. Um, I think his like new song, uh, Got Me Started, Get Me Started. Like, a lot of people shit on the sample. They're like, but I thought it was fucking genius and I thought it was good. Um, but it's kind of been soured in a way in my mind because I didn't realize this because I don't get fucking choice of on TikToks, but... Um, some people that I know were like telling me how Troy Sivan like is constantly just fucking promoing his song like left, right, and center. Like like a TikTok every day um, make, being like that moment from my music video when I – okay, I'm like fully making this up. But like it's along these lines. Like that moment from my, my, my music video where I flashed to my bum. <laughs> um, stuff like that. And it's 
uh, it's weird because it's like, it's so inorganic. And listen, I'm, I come from a weird place here because I love spewing misinformation on TikTok and I love blurring the lines of like what's real and what's not through the lens of satire. That sounded so fucking like pretentious. I'm so sorry, but like, I fucking mean it. Um, like I love playing with satire, but this like isn't satire to be like promoing your songs and like be like, it's coming from like a good place. Um, and then like, it's just like the most manufactured TikTok you've ever seen. I mean like, guys, I'm serious. It's a fucking song of the summer. Um, one example that I have with like Troy Sivan is, uh, there's this tube girl trend, which I also did not know was in existence. Like genuinely my for you page is like, Videos of, like, a fucking Oreo cookie getting, like, crushed in, like, 0.25 speed with, like, the that underwater song. Like, it's incoherent. It's, like, shit that, like, people who got lobotomies would, like, find funny. So, like, I'm not tapped into a lot of, like, TikTok trends. But, like, there's this tube girl. Uh, and it's this girl who uh, takes the tube, the subway in London, and lets her hair flow in the wind fucking uh it's a whole thing and of course <laughs> of course um like clockwork troy savan is in that fucking tube in london with tube girl making uh, a tiktok to his song would that have happened Let, let's do like the 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 genuineness math real quick would that have happened if he didn't have a song to promote would he reach out to this girl and be like I like your vibe. Let's just take this train together sometime. <laughs> Maybe make a video. Let's see what happens. Fuck no. He would not. He wouldn't fly to London to take the train with some random girl. No, he's doing it because he knows it's guaranteed views, guaranteed streams for his song. Maybe even people will start doing the tube girl trend to his song. Quite genius from a marketing perspective, if you ask me. But... It goes to show that, like, even big artists, like, like, Troy Vaughn has, like, a house in Australia, a house in LA, is so financially set, like, he's so fine, um, but, like, alas, I don't know if it's at, because he's at the whim of his record label, I don't know if, like, maybe he, it's just him, it's just fucking him that, like, wants to, uh, blow his song up and make it a viral TikTok moment, but, it, it's it, there's truly no one in the music industry that is like exempt from this there's very few artists that are able to just literally create music release it go on tour and have that be that um which is how most artists have been and have been able to enjoy their life and not be like shills to uh their record label one really kind of like backwards example that I can think of is Mitski. Um, although, wait, this might be like not fully correct because I swear I had like a friend who's like Mitski's record label was like paying them to like use one of her songs. Maybe I just made that up. Maybe I'm like slandering Mitski. Um, I'm a Mitski stan, so like no Mitski slander here. But um, Mitski had a, a kind of backwards uh, approach to this like her music just blew up by itself I think I mean we can't fucking know for sure in these days but um pretty sure her music naturally just 
came onto TikTok and was fucking huge. Like it's it's actually so insane to see how widespread Mitski's music is on TikTok. Like there's those like plane crash videos where it's like, why me, why not me? And it's like like Air Malaysia 412 deaths 500. And it's like every video is to that one Mitski song. And, like, her music has just been, like, so interchangeable into so many different trends and, like, is, like, almost immortal on that app, which is so crazy um, because that's, that is, like, what most artists, like, probably get wet dreams about. They're, like, oh, imagine, like, I just have this song that just blows up and then, like, in a month it has 100 million streams on Spotify. That is, like, the ultimate golden carrot being dangled in front of the, the hungriest pig. Um... So, back to Mitski. Um, she has that already going for her, and I feel like that almost maybe gives her some freedom to just make whatever. Uh, she she doesn't need to achieve, like, this commercial success that she's already seen. And also, she's signed to a independent record label called Dead Oceans. Um, and I don't think that independent record labels are like as aggressive as maybe bigger record labels in terms of forcing their artists to promote music. So, um, I think like if you were to, if, if you wanted to be a happy musician out of all the musicians that are currently doing it right now, I think like Mitski has the best case scenario right now. She doesn't need to prove anything she doesn't need to create any tiktok viral moment because it just naturally happens and that's something that these record labels and a lot of these artists would kill for um and to, to like get into maybe the psychology of it um i don't think that these artists like let's take a wild crazy fucking guess here i don't think these artists want to be promoting their songs that heavily i'm sure they're proud of the music they're making there's no doubt about that like obviously if you're putting music out um it's not the most lucrative thing okay there's plenty of musicians that make barely any money despite having like millions and millions of streams so it's like i think most music comes from a place of passion and there's no like denying that but the extent to which it's promoted and like pushed out and forced on people um must be very uncomfortable to these artists um i can't imagine like putting your heart and soul into like say like a breakup song or something that's like maybe even like traumatizing to sing about like it's like a genuine piece of like heavy art and then your record label's like hey just check it in we want to see if you can twerk to it is it twerkable um we're gonna if we can get 500 videos of uh the good fucking booty shaking to it we might be able to secure um, a, a few dances with some top creators in LA. Like, I am sure that's a fucking conversation that's, like, been had. Um, I can only imagine how uncomfortable it would be to be an artist nowadays. And I'm very thankful that I've never... <laughs> I was gonna say I've never gone that route, but I'll finish this off by telling a little story how... The first time that I, like, came to L.A., like, as a creator <laughs> was, did I, I feel like I probably told this before, but we all, I, if you watch my fucking videos, I'm giving you brain rot and dementia, so there's no way you are going to remember this. There's no way you remembered uh, the past five videos I've made. So, um, I was flown out to L.A. by a record company 
that just slid into my emails when I was very, very small. Like, uh, I want to say like 200,000 on TikTok. Um, and this was like 2019. I didn't sing. I have never sang online. Um, they literally just like sent an email being like, hey there, we're looking for creators who would love to, um, or they were like, have you ever thought about making music? We're looking for creators that would like to explore that side of their artistry. And so, like, I hopped on a call with them. Um, I think I was, like, freshly 19, uh, was just happy to get any opportunity. And uh, the thing came to thing, and they flew me out to L.A. and put me up in an Airbnb. Um, I recorded a whole demo, <laughs> which is my notes app, which no one will ever fucking see. Um, like literally not even like the closest people in my life have ever like heard it or seen it. Um, or maybe I put it on my Finsta ones. No, I did put it on my Finsta ones, but that's fucking locked up. So good luck. Um, and I recorded like these four demo songs. Uh, it was like not even like singing. It was like that weird kind of, I don't even know what genre you could classify it as like shitty, like fucking indie pop. Uh, and I just did it. I, I'm, I'm, this is going to sound like very, like I flopped. And so I'm like trying to come up with an excuse for why I didn't actually care about it. But genuinely I did it for the flight because I was fucking flat broke and I got flewed out for free. I got an Airbnb for free and got to hang with my friends. They offered me a record deal, which is fucking insane. Um, and I said, I'll think about it. And then I ghosted them. So um, and I will say one of the people that I mentioned is with that record label. I'm not going to say who, but one of the people that I was talked about in this episode is with that record label and are having a horrible fucking time with it. So I dodged a bullet because a, my music would have been fucking bad and was bad. And B, um, I would have been a literal shill promoting the song for the rest of eternity until my hair is gray. So that path was almost taken and <laughs> It really is fucking crazy that I'm like just so glad that I like never went down that route. Um because like these record labels will take anyone for the most part. Like uh if you really just have a following, you can find a way to get in with a record label and get a deal. They might be a little bit more strict now. It was like the wild fucking west in 2019 and they were just like, uh, you make content? Hmm, that could be viral, I smell. Let's give you a record deal. Um but it was it was it was very enticing. I felt fucking stupid for turning it down. They were like, uh, basically like saying like we can like give you a house to like live and record in. You uh, sponsor your visa. You'll move to L.A. All this shit. It was like, like I had just like quit Bubba Gump like months before. So it was very insane. Um, but I ended up turning it down because I can't fucking make music and I wasn't passionate about it. So, um. So mm, that happened. <laughs> um, that's my two cents on the record industry. Uh, with that all being said, let's get into this week's drama. This week's drama comes from Emma Horakova five five six one. Um, thank you for submitting your drama. If you want me to give my two cents on your drama, uh, tap in. Tap. That was really scary. I like played the video from the comment section of the YouTube video and I heard my voice and I almost threw up. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, you can uh, just comment on the YouTube video version of this podcast and uh, give me a sentence, just a, just a mere sentence about what's going on in your life. What do you need advice on? And I'll fix it. Licensed therapist here. Just kidding. I can't legally say that, but I'll help. Um, anyways, Emma said, my drama is that I found a guy on Instagram and we started chatting and after like a week he ghosted me. I kind of expected that TBH. Anyways, he later on told me his dad died. So I wrote him a heartfelt message and he ghosted me again until I later found out that the account was my friend making fun of me. Who the fuck is your friend? Satan himself? That's, that's insane. I'm so sorry that you know this succubus of a human. Um, the fucking lore? Like, hello? The useless lore of uh, building that up saying said person's dad died? What the fuck? Um, definitely cut that person out. I think they genuinely might be a psychopath. That is like... That's not even... That's like the meme where it's like, it's just a prank, bro. The prank. Colon. And then it's fucking that. That's crazy. I'm so sorry. Uh, cut them out. Cut them out. Irredeemable person. Um... But I wish the best for you, not for them. Wish hellfire and thunder for them. I love you all so much. Ho I really have been feeling it recently. And I hope you have been feeling my love for you because it's a lot. Uh, and I'll see you next Wednesday. Um, new profile picture check on my main channel. Hey. Okay. Bye.